Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay and had a good weekend. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Monday, November the 29th, and a man's appeared in court charged with murder following the disappearance of a mum of two from Sissinghurst. Alexandra Morgan was last seen on Remembrance Sunday and hasn't been in touch with her family since. Mark Brown, who's 40 and from Squirrel Close in St Leonard's on Sea in East Sussex, was charged late last night. Our reporter Alan Smith was in court earlier. Mark Brown spoke only to confirm his name and date of birth. He was wearing a grey sweatshirt, had short brown hair and kept his hands clutched in front of him. His case was immediately transferred to Lewis Crown Court at 10am tomorrow morning. No evidence was presented at the hearing at Medway Magistrates Court this morning. So what do we know about Alexandra Morgan and her disappearance then? Well, Kent Online editor Ed McConnell joins me now. Ed, as I mentioned at the start, she hasn't been seen since November the 14th. Yes, that's right. So uh, it was 15 days ago now. Um, Alexandra is 34. As you say, she's a mum of two. Uh, And when she was reported missing, police said it was very out of character for her not to be in touch with her family. When officers first sent out an appeal for information, they said she was last seen wearing a green quilted coat, which is knee length, along with a black top and ripped blue jeans. Uh, She was also wearing knee-high black boots and a silver necklace. And we can see her wearing that outfit, can't we, in a CCTV picture? Yes, so that's the image um, that was released by officers a week ago, and it uh, shows Alex in a petrol station near Cranbrook on Remembrance Sunday morning, um, where she'd gone to fill up her Mini Cooper. Uh, a photo of the car with the registration number MF55YHM was also issued by officers and they, um, they were able to tell us that vehicles had travelled on the Sunday and following Monday between her home and towards Hastings. And not long after that image was released, it became a murder inquiry. That's right. And on Thursday, a man was arrested on suspicion of murder and as you've uh, already heard, he was charged last night and appeared in court earlier today. Um, A second man who was arrested on Friday, he's been released without charge. uh, And as far as the uh, search is concerned, um, that's still going on. uh, And we're told inquiries are continuing at several locations um, in East Sussex and Kent. Ed, thanks ever so much. We will, of course, keep you updated on this story as it develops. Elsewhere, a man charged with the murder of a Kent PCSO will go on trial next May. 21-year-old Callum Wheeler from Sunshine Corner Avenue in Aylsham has appeared in court accused of killing Julia James. The 53-year-old suffered serious head injuries while out walking her dog in Snowdown back in April. Kent Online News. Police are continuing to question three people after a man died when he was hit by a van in Chatham. The victim who's in his 40s, was fatally injured while walking along Luton Road in the early hours of Saturday. The van also crashed into a house and two men from Chatham and one from Lincolnshire were arrested. The following day, three vehicles were involved in a crash on the same road. A man who fled the scene is suspected to have been driving a stolen car. More on the ongoing asylum crisis now and two mothers and each of their four children, aged as young as five, were among those feared dead following last week's Channel Crossing tragedy. 
tragedy. More details are emerging about the 27 people who lost their lives when a boat sank on its way to the UK. A vigil was held to remember them in Folkestone last night. Meantime, an EU plane is going to monitor the shores of the Channel for people crossing as European leaders stressed the need to cooperate with the UK. Officials from France, the Netherlands and Belgium met in Calais yesterday without the UK after Home Secretary Priti Patel was blocked from going. It was after the Prime Minister posted a letter sent to President Macron on Twitter. Lord Rooker is a former immigration minister. First of all, asylum seekers can't be illegal by definition. And the British government is close to breaking the law by closing off any and every avenue for an asylum seeker to make a claim for asylum. Now, the lowdown will be on our Facebook Live from six tonight, and it probably won't surprise you to hear we're going to be chatting about Omicron, the new COVID variant. At the time of recording today's podcast, there are nine confirmed cases in the UK, six in Scotland and three in England. It's triggered fresh restrictions, with experts saying it mutates unlike anything seen before, possibly capable of evading vaccines. Well, from tomorrow, you'll have to wear face masks in shops and on public public transport again. We're also expecting an update today on the rollout of the vaccine booster. Do check Kent Online for details. Here, a Kent school leader is calling for face masks to be worn in classrooms again. The government strongly advised secondary pupils and staff to wear them in communal areas. But Steve Chalk, who's the founder of the Oasis Academy on the Isle of Sheppey, has tweeted saying the government should do all it can to keep schools open. Sir Mark Walport is a government sage advisor. We know that in fact happens in closed places. Of course, as it gets colder, people are more likely to be indoors and they're less likely to have the windows open. So um, if you're going to wear masks in shops, it makes sense to wear them in other places as well. We've got a poll running on Twitter today asking if you're concerned about the COVID Omicron variant affecting Christmas this year. It's quite a close run thing at the moment with 48% of you saying yes and 52% no. We've also posted the question on Facebook. Here's what some of you have had to say. Amanda Wiley says, no, we missed out being with family last year. My dad passed away two months ago and we are not missing out being together this Christmas. We're all vaccinated and none of us has had COVID. We are all looking forward to Christmas this year. Sophie Roberts says, nope, we'll still have food, games and family around me. So that's all that matters. Tasha Maroney has said, I'm worried for all those people who aren't worried and hope COVID doesn't come knocking at their door and they have a family member very sick or worse, dying. I'm expecting a massive rush of the COVID deniers. I won't waste my time commenting. Jill Coles has said only if Boris puts in another lockdown and ruins a second Christmas and people's lives and mental health. We have to learn to live with this virus and stop banging on about it. You can still have your say by leaving a comment on our Facebook. Don't forget the programme is on from six tonight and you can get in touch with the experts, perhaps ask them a question by posting during the programme. And the number of people with COVID in Kent's hospitals has fallen for the third week in a row. Latest figures show there are 153 patients with the virus in the county down from 160 the week before. Kent Online reports. Sticking with health news and a new report seen by the Kent Online podcast has found that vulnerable people are frequently going to Kent's A&Es because they feel they have nowhere else to turn. The British Red Cross estimates the issue costs the NHS at least two and a half billion pounds a year. Grace Swindley is the charity's service lead for Kent and Medway and says there are many reasons people may attend hospital unnecessarily. I think people who are attending 
A&E, you know, hundreds of times in a year, obviously have some sort of unmet need uh, that needs addressed. And it's just not, A&E just isn't the right place for them. We have a high number of frequent attenders in Kent. Um, there's different areas within Kent that are, are higher than others. For example, Thanet is a real, real high area. Um and it has been high. I've only been in the job two years, but there's been no let up. Often it's there's a lot of um, poor mental health. There's a lot of drug and alcohol abuse. Um, there's childhood trauma. There's inappropriate housing situations. So there's a lot of things that come into place. Often if people are attending hundreds of times and we start working with them, their crisis point was possibly years ago. So it's how do we get get to working with these people before they hit that crisis point and they're and they're you know already attending lots and lots of times. So we we do look for these people who are coming up into the system and maybe have only attended three, four, five times and we start to keep an eye on them and engage with them if we need to and um, just provide the support that we do that we do to the highest attenders. We get to know them, we build trust, and we try to resolve any issues, um, signpost to more relevant services, or build up better connections with them and their GP so that there's um, kind of solutions they can, and, um, well, tactics they can do at home. They're expanding their service to support more vulnerable people. People living in Maidstone fear the last bit of green land between two villages could soon be built on. Plans are due to be submitted for more than 430 homes on rural space that divides Allington and Aylesford. The 15 hectares is known as bunyards and developers say their plan includes play areas and other open spaces. But residents are worried about increases in traffic. Meantime, over the weekend, campaigners held a day of action aimed at saving Kent's green spaces from what they say is relentless house building. Residents across the county took part in separate demonstrations against plans for thousands of homes in various parts of the countryside. Dave Lovell was one of them and is from the Save Capel group. We've been struggling with a local plan in Tunbridge Wells Borough Council and it started to become very clear to us that um, the amount of land being lost was quite shocking. And we thought it was about time that we brought this to the public attention because it was it went way beyond our boroughs. And we're hoping that uh, the prime minister's sort of sound bites about not building on greenfield will it will be, we will persuade at least the government to turn that into turn that sort of soundbite or that rhetoric into policy because I think policy is what's going to be required to bring a halt to this. Building on greenfield sites, uh, green spaces agricultural land in particular uh, and and wildlife habitat has um, a climate a climate effect as well so if you if you remove carbon absorbing fields then you're losing their ability to to halt the green greenhouse effect but at worst construction on those fields uh, accounts for a huge amount of carbon uh, dioxide generation um, so by doing, by just removing the carbon absorbing things, you're adding to that with the amount of uh, construction that you're doing, which is apparently is responsible for 8% globally. Uh, of, of greenhouse gas uh, generation. A hawk's going to be used to keep problem pigeons away from the bandstand in Herne Bay. The council have put aside £5,000 in their budget to pay for regular visits from the bird of prey called Bella. It's hoped her presence will scare the birds which have blighted the landmark with their nests and droppings. A disused cliff lift in Ramsgate is going up for auction. The former elevator goes between the Westcliff Promenade opposite the Lookout Cafe and the roundabout with the Royal Harbour Approach and Military 
Road is expected to sell for at least £20,000, with the nearby cafe and toilets also earmarked for redevelopment. Kent Online reports. The Nike and Adidas stores at Ashford Designer Outlet could be getting bigger. Plans have been put in which, if approved, would see Nike move into the neighbouring Lyle and Scott and Cafe Nero units, while Adidas would move to the shop that used to belong to Polo Ralph Lauren. The centre has also recently undergone a £90 million extension. There's going to be a second series of Whitstable Pearl. The TV crime drama is filmed in the seaside town and based on a book by local author Julie Wasmer. It stars afterlife actress Kerry Godleyman with production on the new season due to get underway in February. A huge Marvel and DC-themed Comic-Con is set to take place in Kent next year. The family-friendly convention is planned for Quex Park in Birchington in May. It's expected to attract crowds of up to 10,000, with stars hopefully making guest appearances. Craig David's been on our sister radio station KMFM chatting about his new single, Who You Are. He's teamed up with M&EK and told Andy Walker it's all about inclusion. The song holds a really special um, place for me because I feel like the messaging of songs is such an incredible uh, opportunity to be able to say things that maybe you couldn't address in, in conversations as easily and hit as many people. So to be able to have something that's all about inclusion, it's all about being seen and not having to conform to any society's kind of, this is how it is or how old systems have been in place. It's breaking it all down. And then the video for me just gives a visual for that in, in a beautiful context that just says, listen, it's all inclusive, all inclusive here. Um, and obviously m and just the, the balance between the two of us on that record and his voice, oh, vibes. With the single, the album is coming. Is it called 22? Yeah. Is it, have you called it 22? Because it's been 22 years. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's a, there's a few, there's a few kind of, there's a, the 22 of 22 years since my first album born to do it. Yeah. There's the, if you're into numerology and angel numbers, 22 has relevance and, and significance too. Um, and I just feel like I'm on a journey. Even the album cover, of really getting involved in my creativity at home. I was like, like, let me get a picture. Let me blend this. Let me put the picture here. I did a shoot. And to finally have an image that represents a journey and, and hopefully long may it continue. So, yes. So when does it drop? So the, the album drops May 2022. Yeah, so you can pre-order the record now. It feels like it did when I made my first album, Born to Do It. There was no pressures, no time constraints. And it feels like there's solid R&B songs and, and garage and, and some dance records that have great messaging too. If you missed their chat, you can hear the full thing on kmfm.co.uk or watch it on their Facebook. And Adele's kept her place at number one on the Kent Top 40 with Alex and Numi. Noel Horan and Anne-Marie went straight in at number two with their track Everything, while Ed Sheeran drops to three with Overpass Graffiti. The show's back next Sunday. Kent Online Sports. Football and it was an agonising defeat for Gillingham at the weekend. They were beaten 1-0 by Portsmouth in stoppage time when Jack Tucker deflected a shot into his own goal. It means the Jills drop into the League One relegation places. Steve Evans spoke to us after the final whistle. Yeah, I feel for the players. I think over the 90 minutes with a better team, by some distance I think with a better team, I think I based that on chances, chances created, not taken. That's a little bit of quality, a little bit of anxiousness we've got when we've not been winning or scoring goals. Um, and the, the manner of how we lose um, is disappointing. You know, a quick, quick throw and we should be set up for that. I think Robbie gambles a little bit, so they get they get the late goal off Jack Tucker, it's an own goal. Um, I'm mystified by some of the decisions. I'll go and ask him. I'll get the normal trait return, reply. Um, I'm mystified that there's not a penalty on Jonah Kindy at a key stage in the game. 
I'm mystified that the player's not sent off when he goes and grabs the ball and keeps a hold of it when he's already on the yellow, but takes the decision to talk to him. Um, and the referee was a factor in why we've lost today by having an absolute stinker. Um, but the best team have got beat, so we, we have to get on with it. For the second half, they'd run out of ideas. For all the big players and moans about who they've got, they've got one player missing today, Sean Haggett. He's no world star, is he? He's a big, honest competitor in League One, local boy to Gillingham. But they've made that out as if it's a defensive crisis. Um, I'm not going to go on about the players that we've got missing um, because I want to give credit to the players that played today. Dan Lloyd could have had a match ball, could have had a hat trick. Perhaps John should do better with his first half chance. But he showed a lot of power and determination to get there. And I put some of the football and some of the passing and moving link play was was excellent. Um, I think we possibly lost Dan Edson with injury now in Maxima as well, which is, um, I'm hoping not, but that's how it might look. Um, and it's, it's hard, this is a hard one to take. You know, when you've got beaten, you've got outplayed and it's, you go home and you, you know why because you've not played well. That's a, that's a real kick to us today because we deserve to win today. Not even got a point, we deserve to win. Well, there is now a bit of a break for the manager and players because the Jules won't be in action again until a week tomorrow. And on the sport pages of Kent Online today, you can see details of the third round draw in the FA Trophy featuring Dover, Dartford, Maidstone, Tunbridge and Folkestone. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also now get access to the new ad-free Kent Online premium site. To do it, just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast.